What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy and subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, Mike C-Rock. Guys, I just want to start the show with gratitude and thank you for listening. Thank you for following me. Thank you for the engagement and, and everything that goes along with that. Uh, I really appreciate it. And if you guys see in value here, make sure you hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. Or if you want to watch these episodes, go to YouTube, Mike C-Rock Scirocco, uh, where you'll be able to watch these episodes. Today, we have a special guest in the house, Laura Di Benedetto, who just moved to Florida. And we were talking about the weather, the winters, the summers uh, in the green room prior to the show. And, you know, uh, I, guys, I live in Maryland, as you know, the winter times here are kind of, uh, you know, if you're an outside person like me that likes to golf and do it, do things outside, it's kind of rough. So uh, we were just chatting about that. But let me introduce you to, to Laura. Laura was a TEDx speaker, number one bestselling author of The Six Habits and Life Mastery Coach. Is that the name of the book? The Six Habits and Life Mastery Coach? No. Nope. The name Just of the book is The Six Habits. The Six Habits. And she's a life mastery coach. The way this was written is on my bed. Uh, Laura teaches how to create the life of our dreams without sacrificing what we love. As founder and CEO of Vision Advertising, a company that she built at age 19, she has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs build and grow profitable enterprises entirely on their terms, which guys, we only have one life, man. So I can't wait to get into this with you. So first of all, welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you. And we always start the, the show with the question, what are you made of? I am made of fire. That's it. Just pure fire. Well, for those sometimes of you sometimes that... it's smoldering and small. Sometimes it's a big inferno. Pick a day. <laughs> for those of you watching, my shirt has fire all over it. So Rocket I got inspired. Fuel. What do you want from me? Yeah, I think that I think that's what's done it. But I gotta dig a little deeper. So why do you say fire? Um, I don't know. It's fire, it's water, it's both of the things. Like I am just made of the earth elements as as are we all. And um you know, fire burns, fire forges things, fire makes things. It also, fire can be destructive. So I have to be careful sometimes, just like we all do. You know, in other days, I'm, I'm made of water and I mold to what's around me and whatever, but I'm very elemental. And I think when we break it down to that, I think we all are. Yeah. And we had a call uh, prior to the show and you got into a little bit of your background and I was intrigued by your story. So tell us a little bit about your story, where you came from and how you got into doing what you did, you know, what you're doing today. Sure. So um, I'll give you the highlight reel. 19 years old, I decided to start my first company. And it's not because I had these big grand dreams of, oh boy, I can't wait to be an entrepreneur. I just, my friend, I had 14 jobs in one year. I got fired from half. I quit the other half. Mom was not happy with me because she was doing my taxes that year. And she's like, Laura, what are you doing? And um, I just needed something different. So I started my first company. And I was actually uh, leaving a very abusive relationship. And uh, it really broke me down to itty bitty little pieces. And I just was so tired of being crapped on, so tired of it. So this is where the fire comes in. I was like, no, absolutely not. 
you will not fire me. You will not abuse me. You will not tell me I am less than. Nice try. So I built a company and um, made a lot of mistakes. I mean, a lot, but I always well, so up. Let me stop you right there. Okay. Let's mark okay. the timeline right there because I want to ask you about, first of all, the relationship. We can get as deep as you want, but it's more not about the details of the relationship. But how did you look back on that for things that you can control in that? Now, obviously, there's going to be people that are abusive and it's not your fault that they're abusive, so to speak. But the only thing that you can really control besides leaving is what you had responsibility for. So what kind of things did you learn from that for those that are listening that may be in an abusive relationship or may have been in one recently or future? What are some things you learned as far as your responsibility to that and also being fired from job as well? Well, I learned not to be the employee from hell. So that was an important one. Being fired means that I just wasn't meant to you know, be in those roles. And I, I just had to learn to know myself better. So that was the employment aspect. And just knowing how little I care for being told what to do. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm going to make the rules. I don't create jobs, <laughs> but I am not going to work for you. Sorry. Um, but yeah, regarding the first part of that question, it's a good one. And we can talk about this because I know a lot of people shy away from this subject and I'm, I'm happy to do it and share my pain if it serves others. Um, I learned a lot from that experience, but the most important thing I learned was the power of forgiveness and letting go. I learned a lot about myself in that experience. I learned about um, how I was showing up. I learned how I needed to use my voice to advocate for myself and actually state my needs and create boundaries. I mean, like, it's crazy. Like, you'll even read about this in my book, just six words and, you know, a small title or the six habits. That's it. <laughs> not the rest uh, of it, Mike. Not the rest of it. Yeah. So <laughs> no. if you guys are looking online, it's just called the six habits, three words, the six habits. Yes, exactly. So um, I learned so many things about myself in that relationship. And I look back on it with gratitude because that was the relationship that revealed the fire inside of me so that I could see it. Because had I stayed, had I just accepted what this person, this very damaged person said about me, um, I think I would really be living a very different life. And I'm glad I didn't accept these things as truth. And I don't hate him in the slightest. I fully forgive him. I wish him love and kindness and, and good things and loads of healing. And I, I look back at back on it from a place of like empathy. And I'm just like, wow, what a very hurt man he was to do that to me. That's really sad. Also, I'm stronger than that. And I'm so glad that I'm tougher than the worst that you could dish out. So yeah, yeah. that's pretty awesome. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right. So back to the timeline. So then from there, you decided to start your own business and that business, like, how did you know what you were doing and all that? Like, did, did you have a mentor or coach or something at that time? Or <laughs> I love that you imply that I knew what I was doing. <laughs> no, I was Well, 19. to start the business in no. the first place, you had to know like how to start the business. Right. So no. No, I just, no, literally, you're giving me so much credit and I love you for that. Thank you. No, I just, I just had a boatload of stubbornness and the ability to Google my fingers to the bone. So Google, like you want to learn how to do anything. You can fix your carburetor. You can start a business. You can like do anything you want. Just look it up. The information is all there. So, you know, I started the business when I was 19. I was just like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to go sell something. And I sold it and I was like, crap, I don't know how to do it. Well, looks like I better learn. So at that point, you know, when you first start most businesses, when you're the service provider, you are the salesperson, the accountant, the lawyer, the uh, practitioner, you're all the things. And it's just, you know, it's like CEO or mom or dad, you learn on the job. Do you remember your first job? Yes. 
So tell us about it. Like, how did you get the customer? And then what, what was the uh, product, the actual product for them? Well, the first job versus the first um, client. I'll tell you about the first Well, that, that's what I mean, by the way. I, I'm talking about when you started that business, your first client that or job that you got from them. Yeah. Um, my very first one was a motocross track. And that was so fun. And um, they needed me to do something like build a website and some other stuff. So the company I own is Vision Advertising. It's a full stack marketing company. It didn't start out, start out that way. But I just learned as I went and I had all these big, crazy ideas and he took a chance on me and he's like, hey, I'll give you this amount of money. See how much you can do. Okay. And of course I had a desire to like really blow his doors off. So I far exceeded what he asked me to do and ended up getting a lot of referrals, which is really nice. Learned a lot about the power of reputation and goodwill in that lesson. But yeah, that first, uh, that first gig was pretty how awesome. You, how did you get it? Um, I just asked for it. I just knew this guy from a former life and uh, I was like, Hey, um, I'm starting a business and I, I really want to do design and all this other stuff. And I think you could use that. Can we talk about that? And he said, okay, I like your, your, uh, your courage. Sure. We had the conversation and I remember feeling really proud about myself pulled myself up by the britches and asked for what I felt like was a lot of money at the time, 600 bucks. <laughs> that was my first sale. <laughs> and then did you say like after that, after he committed, you're like, oh shit, now I got to actually perform. Like, no, not really. Like, Cause like, you, no, 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 no. But like, I've, I've had other moments where, you know, I really wanted to sell something and they're like, Hey, um, can you do this? Yes. As soon as I leave, I'm furiously Googling. How do I do this? How do I do this? Tell the truth in advance. Yes. I know how to do it a year from now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I could tell you the reason I asked that is, you know, I've been doing this, what I do for a long time. And I have tonight actually uh, my first session of a new coaching program that we're putting together. And I know what the heck I'm talking about. I know I, it's all laid out. I, I'm confident in it, but it's still like, I get a, a feeling inside like, oh shit. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, no doubt. I, the, the information that I have is from some very powerful people that I've implemented in my life and I've reframed it and all that. Mm-hmm. And I know the stuff works, but it's always like, what are they going to think of it? You know, it's like, I hope yeah. they like it, you know? So that stuff, even to this day at 40 some years old right now goes through my head, but that's you why know, I, Mike, I get it more now than I did then. And I want to just be really clear. It's not that I was like a little know-it-all. I was 19. I had more courage than I should have had mm-hmm. because of the virtue of my age. Now that I am older, I very much care about my reputation. And like, I'm really powerfully living in service to others. Now I'm like, well, shoot, I really want them to be happy. I get more nervous now. And I yeah. have like tons and tons and tons more skill and a bigger reputation and I've done more. That's why. Young. Yeah, no, that's why I think, yeah. I mean, like yeah. the brands that we're putting out there, we were really concerned with them. And, you know, if you do a good job building a brand and you're obsessed about it, like most successful people are obsessed with their, obsessed with their purpose and, you know, you want it to come off right. You know, it does matter like more than when you don't have anything to lose. So I, I agree. Um, I agree with that. So- then you had that business. And when we were talking offline on our other call, you got that business and you just put your heart and soul into that thing, right? All the way in and everything, everything else took a back seat. So can you talk about that and all that and how, how you ended up yeah. uh, from that? Yeah. I mean, I was, I was leaning on the throttle so hard. I almost broke it. I... God, I mean, you must be familiar with Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Robert Kiyosaki. You must well, be. I just was actually hanging out with uh, Sharon Lecter last week in Scottsdale. So yeah, definitely familiar. You are awesome. Yeah. So yeah. that was actually one of the first books I ever read, um, like professional development, anything books. And I was like, wow, you mean I don't just have to make a little, I could make a lot. Nice. 
So I took that to mean, you know, commandment number one, thou shalt work thine ass off. So mm-hmm. I did. And I worked really hard to um, build a lot of systems and build a lot of um, passive income streams and try to make myself the human irrelevant to my business, but still get paid. So for years and years, I toiled away to build a business that could ultimately pay me and I could step away from because if you know, in there it talks about like the ESBI quadrant and all this other stuff. I really wanted to be a true business owner, not have it own me. And I remember in, I think it was the cash flow quadrant, Kiyosaki's talking about, he goes, it's very, very hard to become like a business owner. And I'm like, yep, I can do this. <laughs> so I did. I did. But here's the problem. I neglected myself along the way. And I, in order to achieve the success that I achieved, which I'm very proud of and very grateful for, I kind of had to sell my soul to the devil to do it. I had to sell my health to do it. And looking back, I would give myself the advice to find a way to build a financial enterprise system for myself that works and build a health enterprise system that works for myself. And I didn't do that. I wasn't paying attention to my mental health, my physical health. I was just paying attention to my wealth. And my marriage, my first marriage didn't work. My second marriage almost didn't work, but now it's like really, really wonderful and happy. And um, yeah, just, you know, getting to the quote unquote finish line at 37 and retiring should feel great. Didn't. It felt like crap. I was just exhausted and grumpy and very sick, actually. So that's where I got the revelation to figure out, well, what is this whole happy thing really? And now let's get to the bottom of this because money's nice. I'm glad I checked that box, but I think I missed all the other ones. Yeah. And so uh, when you went on your journey about finding out what happiness is all about, like, did you go researching or what did you do? Oh yeah. I I did a lot of research. I mean, I researched into like tons of books. I mean, God, this world is filled with so many brilliant, you know, thought leaders and authors and all these people that have done research. And so many scientists actually have studied the subject of happiness. And they've also studied um, the subject of habit and human behavior. So I studied people's behaviors and I studied a lot of um, happy people. I also study a lot of unhappy people because there's a lot more of those running around. A lot of people who would have you believe that they're happy, but they're not. And they don't even get the memo that they're not happy. So I had to do a lot in terms of like separating the truth they want you to see from the actual truth and uh, really studying what poses a happy person. And once I got all my research out of the way, I mean, you should have seen my dining room table. I was like, there was like paper everywhere. It was like, ooh, it was really, really messy. And um, I just started seeing patterns emerge. And I was like, oh, wow, it's these six incredible things. What are these six things? And the more I started to really study the people in relation to the data points that I was finding, it was like, wow, these are six core mental habits. And some of these people have all six. And some of these people have parts of the six. Hmm but the happiest one seems to have all six. I wonder if I could actually acquire those habits. Hmm. Then the next question was, how? How would I do that? So, you know, so I say this in full disclosure as a marketing CEO, um, habits are not formed in 21 days or 30 as marketers would have you believe because you can sell more products and crap that way if people believe it's easy. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the science is a bit more difficult. It's just a longer journey. It's 66 days plus to form a habit. That's it. You could be trying to go to the gym every day or, you know, have your morning green juice or whatever. Like mm-hmm. you've got to get the habit and you do it. You need time. So I just basically put myself through the paces to see if I could do it. Turns out, yes, I can. So let's go into really, I don't want to go into a lot of detail because I got to get your book, but give me the six if you don't mind. And then I want to know what order you started in and let's go from there. And then I'll ask if you've achieved all six. 
<laughs> sure. You ask me the order I mastered them. That'd be interesting. So the, the six habits are, I want to give this a preface. The six habits are things that when I say them to you, they're going to sound really um, simple. And they are simple in name only. And they seem like basics. They are, however, the foundation of a really rich, full life. And oftentimes people can overlook them. So they work together and they are the foundation. So, so they, are, they are symbiotic. Absolutely. One helps the others and they all help each other. So the six habits are in the order of the chapters, uh, kindness to ourselves from ourselves, acceptance of ourselves, which is how we love ourselves. So kindness and acceptance, they, they can be you know, like uh, regarded incorrectly as the same thing. They're not. Kindness is how you treat yourself. Acceptance is how you feel about yourself. I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. Third habit is gratitude. Gratitude is appreciation and living at that energetic vibration for everything that happens in your life, not just the highlight reel, like the crap that goes wrong. Things like your abuser, like mine, you know, like what do you go through? Your failures. Being grateful and living at that vibration changes everything. Presence, which is not just mindfulness, it's being present sometimes with the, the sadness of life, the difficulty of life. Not Christmas presents and birthday presents. I mean, I like those things. That makes but me happy. <laughs> it makes me happy too. But like when we're yeah. present, I mean, yeah. you know this, I, I lived on Maui. Yeah. And you know what I saw? I'd see people standing on the beach trying to take a picture of the sunset instead of just appreciating it. Yeah. Presence yeah. is all about, much like gratitude, yeah. it's yep. all about appreciation and really moment. being with, and also appreciating the sadness. Like, so I've had two miscarriages and my husband and I do not have any children. And we appreciated the experience for what it was. It hurt like hell. Would not wish mm -hmm. it that on anyone. But I'm still grateful that I got the thrill of, you know, being a mom for even for a couple of weeks, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was very present with it and I healed from it, whatever. So but, but, but that changes that changes everything. When you think about like thankful for what you did experience rather than what you're missing out on. Or what you no lost. matter what it is, even to the point where for a child, I mean, that's powerful. Wow. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, sometimes for us, I mean, you know, not actually getting the child to hold in my arms, um, just the appreciation and the presence of knowing that for for a couple of weeks there, I was a mom and there was a yeah. little life inside me. Yeah, you know? yeah. That was very special. So yeah, I don't want to talk about that because I don't feel like crying in your podcast. Oh, no, 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 um, no, no. I do make people cry, but I don't want you to have to cry about that. Yeah, no, I no, make I'm people good. cry about other things. But oh, okay, let's see. You twist the knife on something else. So then um, habit number five is um, the habit of goodness. Goodness is energy management. And these, th these, God, I love these, all these habits, but goodness is a fun one because this is where you're constantly adding good stuff to your life because you know it adds to you. And you're also proactively removing, you are weeding your garden, you're planting flowers and you're plucking weeds. That's what it is. You know, you pull out the bad. Ooh, ooh, person that always talks about politics in my family and I don't want to hear about it. Pluck, goodbye, boundaries. Ooh, you yeah, abuse yeah. me and you always challenge my rates and you don't want to pay full price and you're always 45 days late with billing. Bye, pluck you foot client. Yep, oh. yep, yep. I love okay. it. And then well, final so, so, so hold on. But then also looking for what you're purposely wanting in your life. But in order to do that, you have to get clear on what you want. 
And so many you people do. lack the clarity, right? They don't have that. They're just all like, they're just kind of drifting all over the place and roaming. And then they wonder why they don't have happiness or good things in their life because they're not clear on what they want, which would make them happy as far mm-hmm. as the goodness. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. And you know that. what? That's the greatest segue of all time into the habit of intention, which is knowing what mm-hmm. you want, why you want it and what you're willing to do about it. And then persistently taking action forward, even if the action is as simple as just getting dressed that day. But like, okay, putting all these together, playing off of what you just said, when we actually accept ourselves and who we truly are, not what we think we should be and actually love ourselves, we know what we want. We're just sometimes ashamed to admit that sometimes our goals are actually not that big, but sometimes they're more humble. So that's a big one. And sometimes, like I have a client that I worked with, his biggest goal in life was to just have a really happy marriage and be able to make enough money. So he's got a little cabin in the woods just for himself and away from his five kids. And I'm like, okay, so that's a humble goal. He's like, well, you know, I got to manifest lots of money. I'm like, why? Because he's told to, basically, was the summary. It's like, actually you know what you want, you know who you are. And if you accept yourself and you are kind to yourself and you practice gratitude toward what you have and um, all of your lessons, and you can be present with this and make sure that you add the goodness and pluck all the bad weeds out of your garden, baby, move forward with the intention and go get your cabin in the woods because that's what mm-hmm. you want. Other yeah. people want a yacht in Miami. Yeah, yeah. Who cares what other people want? Love you. You do yeah. you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, find out what makes you, makes you tick. Cause uh, you know, but, and I guess not everybody wants to have abundance to be able to give to other people. And I guess you no, can also, don't. you can give to other people, other things, the money, you know, tension, time, love, um, love uh, kindness, uh, yeah, advice, right. Counsel. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. So and now, some people have smaller goals. Like maybe they don't want to take care of the world. Like you and I are here to like do really big things in service to a volume of people, right? Other folks, their job is to be of service to two tiny humans that terrorize their home. Yeah. And that's yeah. their biggest purpose. And that's okay. And that's all right. Everyone has value in this world. And when someone would take a look at my value and all that other stuff, the mistake would be the comparison or your value and make, you know, mistake the comparison. Like, don't do that. Your value is yours and only you can uniquely accomplish what you're here to do. Only I can do this. And I don't get to be a mom, but some other wonderful women do. And that's their job is to raise two, three, four, whatever awesome, epic little humans. That's your job. That's mm-hmm. how you get to make the world better. So sometimes service can look like lots of things. Yeah. Parenting. Yeah. So now you said these are in order? Only in the order of the chapters. Okay. Okay. Because I was going to say intention would be a good one to have first, right? They actually are ordered in your head in the order in which you want to focus on them. So okay. let's say you say, you know, how oh, I want to, you know, focus on the one that I'm the weakest, then the one that you're the weakest would be the one that is the most important to you. Right. You know, and, for and me, so it was we, acceptance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I could get that. So, so when you came up with these though, how did you only limit to six? Because it, there's other ones, right? No, because like, it, think about it. I mean, pick a, pick a thing that humans do that make them successful. It's, it's part of one of these, like, let's say you exercise, that's goodness. You know, you go to therapy, you know, that's probably like presence and intention. You know, you practice affirmations. Okay. That's acceptance. Like pick a thing and it fits, in, fits into one of these six buckets. What about, so, what about stubborn? 
stubbornness is not a, not one of the habits, but if you want to add it, you can. Yeah, because that's kind of uh, that's kind of one of my favorites. And you said you were stubborn, and that that goes under intention. Yeah, that that threw up a, a good flag to me because you know when you look at uh, stubbornness, uh, I don't know if you've ever looked up the word or not. Um, recently, I know you probably have in the past. No, but... I don't know that I have because I've been living it my whole life. But please enlighten yeah, me because I'm really I'm mean? stubborn. I've was been my picture stubborn. in there? <laughs> no, 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 mine was. No, but I've been called stubborn and hard-headed my whole life. And the thing about stubborn is it's not a, the wrong thing when it's on the right thing. I mean, you look at the definition, it says perversely unyielding. Well, I mean, if I'm perversely yeah. unyielding, I want it as long as it's on the right thing. I mean, that's a great thing. You're going to get what you, what you want, what, you go, what you're going after. So yeah. I love using stubborn rather than persistence because persistence has a lullaby effect that goes in one ear and out the other because yeah. we hear it so much. So I love stubborn. And I think stubborn is a good point to have with being happy as well because of the fact that. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you're good with what you're doing and you're going at it and nothing, you know, nothing come at, coming at you is going to change. Just being per- unyielding is powerful enough. When you have perversely unyielding, it's like that. that I got t-shirts made of it because I love it so much. I might even get it tattooed. Um, but I love it. But I mean, thank you that, for the definition. You've just enhanced my life. I appreciate this a lot. Welcome. You think that would be intention? That would go into hundred intention? percent because intention is not quitting when you feel like it. It's like, yeah. even like I, I say this like half jokingly, but sometimes it's, it's as small as just getting dressed. Maybe you've just had a rotten day. Maybe your wife just left you get dressed. That's the win you need today. It's refusal to lay on the mat Do it anyway, and like get knocked out. It's, it's the refusal to lay down and die. It's the refusal to quit. It's the refusal when every single thing in your life is saying, don't do this. You can't do this. It's you battered and bruised and whatever it takes getting up saying, screw you, watch me. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Now, how do these six habits uh, affect your relationship and anybody's relationship? Um, as far as obviously, if you're happier, you're going to be in a better situation. But what if the other person uh, isn't following these habits? Um, what do you recommend the best thing to do for someone that's spouse or partner is not, uh, you know, even, even if they're not aware of this and you bring it to them, sometimes they're going to resent you for bringing stuff that they're not ready for. So how do you handle that? Well, I think once you solidify your own constitution, you, you tend to talk about things from a less de- defensive place and a less attacking place. So first of all, your, your language will just change when you're not like, like attacking the person you love. Let's say you're working on yourself, you are achieving mastery of all of these habits, and your partner doesn't really care. Okay, work on you, and your relationship will already be 50% better just by you being your best self. So you'll already see an improvement, just you doing you, which is your job. Your job is not to do your husband or your wife. And no, 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 that's their job. Like they, they can always be invited to it. And here's the thing that I've found about this positive stuff and this real incredible positive energy. When one partner does so much work on themselves and makes it their mission, the other partner tends to get curious. Well, I notice things are going really well yeah. for you lately and you're so nice to me and we're having more sex and God, you're like really proud of yourself and like, what are you doing? But have you seen or witnessed in the past as well, though, uh, they feel sometimes that they're getting left behind and then they start, resent, they start to resent too. So that's some of the things that, you know, my wife and I talk all the time about our feelings and, and what we're mm-hmm. going through and all that. And when I started my journey, I noticed that about her that, oh man, I'm going to have to share my you know, she says, Mike, instead of C-Rock, Mike with the world, you know, it's like, that's a, for a partner to think that they're going to have to share their husband or whatever wife with the world, because that mission that they're on, it can get kind of tough for them, I guess, sometimes. So yeah, uh, we talked about, we talked through our things and, and then sometimes, you know, I coach all the time, right? So it's hard to turn it off when you go home <laughs> from the house. 
Spouses so, love that. Yeah. So Not it's, really. uh, yeah. So that's why I was wondering about this stuff here and how that affects your relationship and how you've handled it in your, not to get personal again, this is just to, to share with no, you. No, it's actually okay if you do. I think that yeah. it's going to have more dimension if we do go personal. So my husband and I are, um, we are to the death partners in all of this. And he's watched me grow and he, you know, he did all of this mastery work with me and he's had different results than I've had and certain things he's really wanted to continue to keep present in his life. And some things he just hasn't focused on. Obviously this is my jam and my obsession. So like I'm all in all the time. Um, I too have difficulty turning off my coach hat. It's like, Oh yeah, go into wife mode. Stop. (laughs) No, no, your job is not to do that. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things. And I think it can happen to a lot of people. My husband even said this one time, he's like, you know, I don't want to lose you. And I I do have some fear that you will grow so big that you'll leave me behind. You'll be so successful. You won't think I'm interesting anymore. And, you know, things of that nature, you know, I'm not going to divulge the exact exact words, but you get the idea. I've heard it. Yep. You know, and I remember talking to him about it. I was like, well, you know, honey, like you're the one I choose. You're the one I love. And these are the things I care about. And I'm inviting you into this. I don't need you to be part of my career. I'm just asking you to be my partner when I punch out and support me when I'm punched in. And if you want to be your best you, I can only invite you to do it. I can't make you do it, but this is what I love and I'll give you the tools. And, you know, I love that man. My God, I love that man. He just, he's grown so much as a human as a result of just deciding who he wants to be. And me being able to bring this powerful um, structure framework and like toolbox into his life has really kind of like made his journey, I guess, shorter to getting to some of the places he was trying to go. It's definitely made our marriage better. I So as the whole world works from home, I think if this poor man has to listen to me be on one more podcast, he might just voluntarily yeah. cut his own ears off. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 uh, I know what I got out of it. My wife spent a bunch of her real estate commissions to build this awesome man cave podcast studio right by the pool and the oceans right there. Uh, instead of be, being in the dining room where I was always shushing people and all, I started this podcast in my dining room. And for those who watched the first couple episodes, you saw the back wall of the dining room. Then I got a, then I had a nice background or backdrop. It was real. It wasn't virtual. And then now I have a real brick wall with the, the, the awesome sign because of my wife did that for me. So that shows the support or the, just the point of getting me out of the dining room. And so, but Maybe I, it was a little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Thanks, told, <laughs> I, told, I told Jen, uh, my wife, that you know I'm doing this for her. She's part of the reason behind it. You know, I mean, this, this drive I have is because I, you know, it's for her as well, not just for me and for Absolutely. other people. So that makes a difference. So before I get into the last question about rocket fuel, um, there's two things. One, is there any question or topic that I missed that you want to cover or I should have asked you? it's funny. I usually ask people that question. Thanks for hitting me with it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to be able to encourage people to just take a look at the 90 day habit mastery program. It's like, that's the thing that people need. You read any book, you read, you know, anything you go to like a a week long thing that'll totally change your life. But you know, what really makes the difference taking action with what you learned, be it my program or Tony Robbins or Grant Cardone, or like pick a name or my friend, Mike, Like it doesn't matter. You have to do the damn work. And for me, the book was just like the research that, you know, like I had to learn anyone that reads the book, you're learning. Then you're going to learn about yourself and where you, where you stand in relation to where you want to go. 
And the book has like hundreds of dollars worth of free coaching tools. And then, then there's the part where you need to, oh, I don't know, acquire the habits instead of just knowing about them. Because otherwise it's just a book. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. But the difference is action. So no matter what it is, be it my book or something else that you really want to do with your life, that's the advice I always want to give people. Just like stop learning and just filling up your head with stuff. Apply. Yeah, I love it. Don't just consume. All right. How can the audience engage with you? Go to the sixhabits.com. It's T-H-E-S-I-X habits.com. That's the six habits. It's the number six written out, not the number. And it's S-I-X, not S-E-X. The six habits. We don't want you to end up on a bad, uh, bad website. So should have bought uh, that domain. Spell that, spell that correctly, <laughs> and uh, go go support Laura as she came on my show. We love to support our guests. Show her some love. And finally, the best way for them to reach is that website. Or do you have? Yeah, a if you go there, you can connect with me on um, social media. Join my email. I will shower you with love and give you loads of free goodies um, through email all the time. Um, but yeah, sign up for my email. Get the book. Start there. Okay, great. And then now let's get into the rocket fuel talk. Real quick here, I want to ask you this question. We know that the rocket fuel, which I just changed into a law now because we're seeing that it's a fact if you implement this, but if you take anything that comes your way that would normally stop you or slow you down and you convert it into rocket fuel for your future by storing it in your tank rather than in your trunk where it can weigh you down, you become unstoppable. And my mission is to make everyone that I come in contact with feel unstoppable and then go after becoming unstoppable. So- what has that concept war now, a law, the rocket fuel law meant to you in your life and your business, Laura? Uh, that's such a great question. I think that we have the opportunity to look at our challenges as speed bumps. Everybody needs to just pretend they're Super Mario. Every time you see a bump, it's like, no, no, no. Boop, you get it. Like you get an extra guy and you get to jump. No, this is, this is a leap. You get to fly. Like the dude that abused me, please. That was an opportunity to grow. Like I declare bankruptcy in my 20s. Please guess who's a baller with money now? I'm fine. Like your problems are simply opportunities for you to shine, baby. And that is my rocket fuel. Yeah, I love it. Well said, well said. One of the best actually. So thank you so much, Laura, for coming on today. If there's anything I can ever do for you, just reach out to your boy C-Rock. And I will want to invite you and anyone else to March 11th, we're having a book launch party for Rocket Fuel. That would be in South Beach at the SLS in the back, 7 p.m. Everybody's welcome. I want to load that place up so they're like, C-Rock, you uh, invited too many people. Uh, That's what we're going to do. We're going to roll in there and just blow it up. So guys, uh, if you want some more details on that, reach out to me. In the meantime, I want to encourage you guys to become unstoppable. Have the feeling of unstoppable. Just know that anything that comes your way, it's just fuel, just training sessions. So let's make it happen. So until next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C. Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you, that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, mikecrock.com forward slash book. That's mikecrock.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership. It means the world to me.